Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. doing I don't think I've ever met anyone who doesn't want to make their business amazing and if you want to move towards your goals and gain more freedom and more profit in your business then you need to be clear on not only what your goals or objectives actually are but also the action steps you need to take to achieve them many of us take action without planning and I know this because I was this person but This can often result in stress and overwhelm when you're unprepared for the changes that growth brings. Many fail, including myself in the past, because we don't take the time to think and plan ahead. We stay in the mouse wheel. We stay in the trap of being busy, being business, busy, being busy, and we can't see ahead. Now, in this episode of my Christmas pop-up podcast, I'm coming to you from the Gold Coast in Australia far away from my hometown. I'm on family holiday and there is lots of white space and time for me to be thinking and planning and doing. And you can probably hear the uh, Australian birds in the background on this fine sunny day. But in this episode, I'm talking all about planning and goal setting for 2020. Now, without a plan, you have no roadmap to tell you which routes you should take uh, from where you are today and where you want to be. And no tour guide to tell you what to do once you get there. So join me in this episode of the Christmas pop-up. Let's dive in. So I'm in the Gold Coast. Where are you coming in from? Are you from New Zealand? Are you maybe in the Gold Coast yourself? What part of Australia? Maybe you're in the US. Uh, I think most people in the UK are fast asleep. So let me know that you're here. I'm really excited about today actually because it's probably one of the most important topics and I think we've timed it just right and um, that is the topic of planning next year. Now I know for a lot of you planning into the next year or planning that far ahead can be really really foreign and I think that it is like a muscle. It is something that you need to practice and get good at. And when you first try to start, and tell me if you understand that. Hey, Deborah from Melbourne. Lovely. Well, we're not that far apart now. <laughs> Although probably Melbourne and the Gold Coast are about as far apart as New Zealand and Melbourne, um, I do believe. So, um, all right. Tell me if you understand this, because I think sometimes when we're trying to run our business and we're running the day-to-day operations, especially if you're serving clients, if you're running day-to-day operations, you're serving clients, you're managing a team, you're trying to run a business, you're trying to do the marketing, actually you're stuck in a wheel of just surviving day by day, month by month. Tell me in the comments or give me a thumbs up or some some kind of emoji that lets me know that you kind of understand this. And this transition of stepping away from living in the moment, surviving the moment and dealing with what I call fireballs, the stuff that comes at you. And dealing with that and 
planning ahead, it's a challenging one. And I also feel like in this business, uh, running the Salon Owners Collective, I've just been through this. I've been through it multiple times. It's really interesting to live through a second business um, and see the same things come to light. You know, we're not alone in running a salon. These things are challenges for all business owners, all types of businesses. And so this transition of coming away from daily operations or daily survival and into actually planning forward, it's challenging. But I want to encourage you to step into doing it anyway, even if you might fail a little bit, even if you don't get it perfect the, the first time, because it's like a muscle that you practice and you get better at it. And what's really powerful is when you write something and you commit to writing something down, the most amazing things happen. They start to actually come to fruition. They actually start to happen. And when you start to build the muscle of going back and checking on your plan, it's really amazing and really satisfying that when you actually discover that these things actually happen and come to life. So I want to give this to you now and help you step through this process. Let's step through it together and start to make a plan for next year. Even if you can't imagine that you'll pull these things off, or even if you can't think that far ahead, I want to encourage you to do so. And then when we finish the process together, I want you to pin it on the wall, put it somewhere that you're going to see often and regularly, because it really is a game changer in terms of creating momentum in your business. So are you ready? Are you ready? I can see more people are joining now. Let me know where you are in the world because today I'm coming to you from my hotel room. I'm on a family holiday in the Gold Coast with we're sneaking in a little bit of sunshine before uh, the Christmas cray cray and the summer holiday season. And funnily enough, back in my home country in New Zealand, it's really sunny. And today outside here on the Gold Coast, it's um, overcast. So <laughs> that's Murphy's Law if I ever heard it. All right, I'm going to share my screen now. And when I share my screen, I'm going to use my phone to um, check on... Uh, your comments so bear with me a little bit of a moment because of course now I am solely surviving off my laptop and not, not my usual um aha uh -huh, give me one second not my usual setup at home where I have everything tickety-boo so let me know now can you see um can you see the screen with our quarterly plan with our plan that I'm going to help you step into because next year like in a very short space of time it is 2020 like do you remember when you were younger and you thought 2020 you know we would be flying in the Jetsons planes and um it was far far away and now it's only days away in fact um 51 days I think until 2020 so are you ready to step into planning together and I want you to create some time. Now, uh, the other thing I was going to say is I'm just going to bring up your comments on um, my phone so I can see you guys. The other thing is that what can be hard about planning forward is that creating time and space to plan. I know when you're busy being busy and running the business is really challenging. And so I want to challenge you, I guess, for lack of a better word, to create a little bit of time to invest in this on a regular basis. And we're going to talk about that just at the end. So I think we should dive in. All right, I've just checked on the screen. Yes, you can see my plan. Perfect, we're away. 
Okay, the first thing that we need to think about as we are planning, now I'm making sure that you guys have this. I've sent it to you this morning if you've subscribed uh, to getting these on a weekly basis. And if you haven't, we'll pop the link in the comments so you can grab it. And we'll send you the planner each week before we get started. Because I'd like you to be able to print it out and come along and do this exercise together. All right, so create some space. If you want to do it now, let's do it together now. But otherwise, I want you to create some space, even if it's 10, 15, 20 minutes for, for you to do this and uh, really commit to writing things on paper. Because if you uh, fail to prepare and you just start, you're really preparing to fail. And I know it's a discipline. Actually, let me know in the comments, have you listened to my podcast around creating discipline for the things that you need to do in your business? And I really believe in that. It is a discipline to put these structures in place and actually follow through on them. But unless we do that, we're never going to get out of the cycle that we're in, the daily cycle of survival and just feeling like we're running in a mouse wheel. So, all right. And the thing that stops us from planning and stepping ahead is that we're so busy, our brain is so busy and full. Okay, so the first step in terms of creating a life of, to live more freedom and more profit. So freedom to me is around not just the freedom to go on a holiday, sit on the beach in Fiji, which is my favorite holiday, by the way. Um, it's not just that. It is also, also about having freedom of mind, actually having some space in your mind and being free to think and relax and be present. The freedom to be present with the people that you're with in any given moment. And of course, we need profit to make the wheels go around and also to sustain a lifestyle. So if we truly want to live a life of freedom and profit, the first thing that we need to do outside create, you know, having the discipline to create the plan is to make sure that we look back so we can look forward. We can't just look forward and ignore what's happened in the past. We must learn from the past and use what we've learned to step forward into the future. Now, the first thing is to not throw out the baby with the bathwater. Sometimes we're so busy being busy and stepping forward and doing the action and putting out fires, you know, in that emergency mode all the time, that we forget the things that have worked for us. And we can really easily throw away or forget to repeat the things that really worked for us. Okay? And sometimes we keep doing the things that we that are not working for us because we haven't invested the time to really figure out, have they worked? Are they working for us? Is this going to serve us moving forward? So the first piece of the puzzle I want you to do is to have a look at what worked for you over the last uh, 10 months of this year and what didn't work for you. And so I've created a few um, simple frameworks for you to really think about to make sure that you're touching on the key elements of your business. Now, let me know, thumbs up if you will, if you have read the Freedom and Profit Guide, the five steps to living a life of freedom and profit, because this basically are the five steps to create sell or mastery. These are the five key areas. And I want you to make sure that you're thinking about these five key areas of your business as you're going through your business plan, because they're like a five-legged stool. Okay. Well, we know if a three-legged stool, you're missing a leg, it's going to fall over. But if you're missing a leg on a stool, it's wobbly. And if you're missing two legs on the stool, it's going to start to fall. You need those four uh, those five pillars to hold a solid, what I would call the foundation of your business. And if those five key areas of your business are solid and have a strong foundation, then you can build and scale and build and scale, grow a team and start to become 
a little bit more free of your business and also start to effectively grow a team. But until you have those five core pillars in place, then you're always going to have a wobbly business. And so I want you to keep those five key uh, elements in mind as you go through this. So the first step is what, ha what have you done in the last 10 months that have worked really, really well? So I want you to jot down there the things that you loved to do that worked really well, you hated to do but worked really well. Um, and on the other side, I want you to jot down what you actually struggled with, like what was really hard. Maybe you ran out of time to do the things that you needed to do. Maybe you had some team members that were really challenging. But equally, what might have worked well is that you implemented um, a new wage structure for your team and it went down really well. Maybe you changed colour company and that worked really well and it's propelled your business forward. So I want you to jot down some of those key things that have been really effective, worked well this year, but also the things that you struggled with. Now, the thing about writing down what you've struggled with is that sometimes it's hard to front up to yourself and be honest with yourself what was hard. But this is the moment to do exactly that, right? Okay, the next one is to write down what you loved working on and also what equally what felt like a waste of energy. So the things that you love to do are often the things that come easy to you, that you enjoy doing in your discretionary time that you might choose to do when you've got a roadblock um, for something that you feel like is a waste of energy or you struggle with, you would naturally be distracted or um you would naturally do these things. Now, for me, I love to work on my website. That's what I would do in my spare time. Like I love to design and create things like this planner, anything that I can create and use pictures and imagery um, and put it online. I love to do that. I know that sounds really random, right? But I would choose to do that if I had a roadblock about something else that I could, should, would be doing, and I wanted to feel like I was doing something, that's what I would do. I would love working on that. But what feels like a waste of energy? Now, for me, I know a waste of my personal CEO energy is working on things that are repeatable, things that are being done over and over again on a regular basis. I know that that's a waste of my energy and that I should delegate that to somebody else because I can put my energy into something that only I can do. But usually things that are on repeat, I can teach somebody else how to do that, how to do the steps, and I can delegate it and move on to something else. That is how we create the wheel of momentum. You, you pick up a new project, you work out how it's supposed to be, how the pieces work, how it works best, you delegate it and move on to the next thing. That's being, that's what I would call being in momentum. So really write down things here that are that you're doing that are probably a waste of energy and you might want to delete, delegate. Um, or do. So do is things that only you can do, right? Okay. Are you with me? Give me a thumbs up if you are with me and you're, you're coming along for the ride. Maybe you've printed this out already and you're writing it down as we go. Okay. What gets the best results from my team? I want you to really think about the things, the initiatives that you've done over the last 10 months that have really worked for your team. Like maybe you put some incentives in place. Maybe you spent a little bit of time with them on a one-on-one -on -one environment. And as a result of that, they came back into the business and really were propelled into their own momentum. Maybe you've implemented staff meetings this year and you're really doing that on a regular basis and leading your team. Maybe you've put an, uh, a promotion together that your team loved and, again, they started to build momentum. So really write down the things that have worked for your team. 
Uh, now, on the other side, I want you to write the things that have not worked for your team. What are the things that you gave a go and really kind of flopped and the team didn't jump, jump on it? Now, what I want you to do with this one is sanity check. Why did it not work? Did it not work because I tried once and I fell off the bike and I didn't get back on? Or did it not work because I didn't present it in a, in a way that they understood what they needed to do? Did I not stick with it long enough? The One of the things that I, that I see the most is that we try something and we try it once, we fall off our bike and we don't get back up. Like imagine every time we tried to teach our children how to ride a bike and we, they fell off once and said, oh, bugger, that didn't work. Let's go into a scooter now. <laughs> so just sanity check. Why did it not work for my team? Because they pushed back and I let them push? Or because actually I presented it wrong? Or because I didn't give it everything and push it through? Or maybe it was just truly wasn't something that resonated. So I want you to sanity check that one because it's, we've got to be careful that we're not letting our team railroad us into things that they just don't want to do because they don't like change or they don't want to work hard. Often it's fear-based. They're fearful of change. And maybe we didn't stick at it long enough to really implement and make the change that we needed to make. And sometimes things just don't work. So just have a think about which one it is when you're writing that one down. Okay, last but not least, we can't sell a secret. We cannot... Uh, gain more clients if we don't do marketing activities on a regular basis and have a really clear budget for that. So I want you to write down on this side what really worked this year in terms of marketing and engagement strategy. We know on a social media, uh, the current environment in terms of social media, but also on your website, we need to think about engagement. If we don't engage with people and get a two-way conversation and some kind of interaction, then it's a very flat experience. And in this digital world of... Um, and an inundation of us consumers coming at the consumers, they turn out too easily. So we need to be thinking about engagement strategies, marketing strategies. So what really worked for you this year? What got the most attention from clients? And equally on the other side, what actually flopped? What was completely ignored? And again, I want you to really think about this because you want to double down on the things that worked and bring that into the plan for 2020. And you want to let go, forgive, and set free the things that didn't work. Okay, really important piece uh, of the process. Okay. <laughs> Got to take my, um, I'm, I'm checking on comments here by my phone and uh, <laughs> can hear myself talking. That's not, that's never good. Okay. Let's step into the next step. Now what we go, I want you to do is I want you to think about, given the things that you know have worked this year, I want you to think about uh, what are the key priorities for you in 2020. Now, I want you to think about that in terms of the five key areas, the five pillars of the freedom and profit framework. So the first one is to make sure that you're thinking about you as the CEO of your business. What do you need in 2020, in this coming year? What do you need to think about to learn the support that you need to really step up into being the CEO of your business and step into leadership? Who do you need to be in 2020 to create the business that you dream of? Because if you can't step into being that person that, that runs that business, then you're not going to achieve the goal. So the first goal is to really think about you. 
Who, are you, who do you need to be in 2020? Now, in my program, I call that, well, in the freedom and profit uh, framework, I call that leverage clarity. Get really clear about who you are, what you need, and what you want from your business. So I want you to really think about maybe one of the, the first priorities is to create a plan for the year or recreate your vision. Because the one thing that I think that I, one of the things that I see derails uh, momentum and pro progress in a business often is the lack of visibility, lack of vision, um, the lack of vision of what we want our business to be. Because maybe you had a vision when you first started your business and you've achieved that goal. Or maybe you just forgot what the vision was because you got so busy being busy. Okay, so there's two things I want you to think about there. One is who do you need to be as a leader and as a CEO and also reconnect with the vision because when you've got clarity around that vision, then you're going to more easily plan those next uh, six or seven steps. Okay, so the second one is powerful profits. What do you need to do to your business model, to your uh, financial framework to become profitable, to make sure that you uh, sustain profitability uh, to become uber profitable in 2020, whatever the case may be uh, for you, you need some clarity around what are some of the key things that you need to do to your financial framework so you become powerful in your profits and you don't just get to the end of the year and get left with the leftovers. There's nothing worse than working really, really hard and uh, really trying to go for it in your business and then you get left with the scraps. That is not motivating in your business. And what happens is it derails us and makes us go in a downward spiral and we feel flat. You must be profitable, not only for um, your ability to main, maintain momentum, but your ability to have a sustainable business to ensure that you have a business next year. Like profitability is important. It is more than important. If you're not profitable, you don't have a job to give to your team. If you're not profitable, you can't serve your clients. Profitability is a must. So for any of you that are feeling uh, that there are some money blocks about feeling good about being uh, profitable, then I want you to really think about that and, and rework that, that thinking in your mind around how you feel about, uh, about being profitable. And the best thing that you can do is have a powerful profit framework. Okay, so the next thing you might want to think about um, is building a rock star team. You have chosen to be in a hair and beauty industry that has a human business model. What you are selling in your business is human hours. You're selling the, the hours of your team. And in order for you to do that and be successful, you must have a rock star team. Now, I don't mean a rock star team is that they're such rock stars and they're way out ahead of you and they're you know, think they're super special on rocking it on the stage. No, a team that rocks your world, that you think are rock stars, like that you absolutely love and, love and adore and actually run the business how you can see the, the vision, actually serve your clients how you want to serve your clients. So what are the things that you need to do to really step into building a rock star team in 2020? Um, all right, let's give this another go. I can see, um, hey, Sonia, how are you doing? Um, Helen, you're in Melbourne as well. Okay, so Deborah says 15 minutes meeting each person each week. Yeah, I think that's that's really important for you. I'm trying to turn the sound off. Technical fails today, so I have to apologise. Um, okay. So some of the things to think about in terms of creating a framework is 
is your wage system working for you? Are you rewarding people in a way that they are motivated? Uh, is your wage percentage correct stepping into 2020? Can you be profitable based on the way that you're paying your people, rewarding your people? Uh, do you have a good strategy for... Um, do you have a good strategy for employing people? Because let's face it, when you run a business, you're going to lose people every year. This is a normal part of business, the cycle of people, and you need to employ people. So get ahead of it. Get ahead of it and create a plan for, you know, what is your employment plan going to be for next year? And also as a manager for yourself, what tools do you need to be able to manage and lead your team on a daily basis? and to build a great culture for your team. So have a think about some of those team level, sort of high fundamental things, but also on the ground team uh, actions. All right, the next one is smashing sales. Have a think about what is it that you need to do in 2020 to make sure that you smash sales. Now, smashing sales is about what happens in the chair, on the bed, with the client, team, client interaction. So whether it's customer service, uh, whether, you know, um, creating a good environment, creating a regular um, service standards so you can really double down on your brand values maybe it's how you upsell maybe it's the average client bill maybe it's the type of service that you sell are you really focusing on selling your most profitable service what are you known for in the marketplace and then are you delivering that what do you need to do with your team to improve their ability to deliver the service that you want to give and really smash sales? Because I believe, and my experience with all the salons that I've worked with over the years, and I've been doing some research re recently, the ones that are have the most, um, the most successful profitable salon with the highest turnover are the ones that are charging the highest average client bill. Now, I'm not meaning charging... Uh, high dollars like I've got um, I'm working with a salon who charges $50 for a haircut and I'm also working with a salon that charges $120 a haircut so it doesn't matter about that but I'm talking about the average client spend so I mean the maths obviously makes that work but what does that tell me that tells me that the more that clients spend the happier they are so think about that the most successful businesses have the highest average client spend so if clients are spending more, guess what they're doing? They're getting the things that they want. They've got the skin that they've always wanted. They've got the hair that they've always wanted. They've got the maintenance at home so they look good all the time. So I think sometimes we need to flip it. This is not sales for sales sake. This is sales for happiness sake, for our clients' happiness sake. All right, the last one to think about is your marketing. You can't sell a secret. What do you need to do in 2020 to create a great marketing plan and really have a good um, repeatable activity that you do that brings in new clients to your business? I believe that your marketing strategy should be all about new client attraction. Turn those likes into bookings. Don't just get social media followers for the sake of it. Turn them into bookings. When they become your customer, that's when you can think about uh, retention, upselling, and really serving them. So your marketing, when you go out into the marketplace, you're attracting new people to you, okay? All right, so those are the five fundamentals that you need to think about. Out of that, you should have, and I'm going to encourage you, don't write any more than eight, because if you write more than eight, you're overcommitting, you'll get overwhelmed, and then guess what? You'll fail, and then you'll feel the failure. How bad does it feel when you fail? I would rather you set yourself eight priorities for 2008, um, 2020, and if you smash them all, go ahead and pick some new ones. Like that's a much better way to operate.
Okay, let's scroll on down to the next page. The next step is to chunk that down. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So I'm going to suggest that you now take those that 12-month uh, plan and just plan the first quarter. And so take out of that just five things that you're going to work on in the quarter, five things that you're going to commit to. Not five big things of those eight, right? I want you to take of those big things, take one or two of those things from in, inside of that. So maybe it's something to do with what you need to learn as a CEO. If that's one of those things and you've identified that next year you need to um, get some support, join a program, get a coach, do something like that so you can become a better leader, maybe that's one thing. And then the other thing is that uh, you want to redo your vision. Well, I'm just suggesting out of two of those things, choose one of those things. Don't try and smash them all into once. Get a good spread of the different things that are going to move the needle and just choose one of those things for the first 90 days. You've got four of these, four of these 90 days. 490, I call it. So we want to block it into a quarter plan. Just five of those things. If you smash out those five, you can always go and pick another one. Okay? But if you put too much on the list, um, you're too easily going to step into overwhelm and you're going to set yourself up to fail. And failure does not create momentum. Okay. All right. Once we've done those things, and I want you to be really specific. I've given an example here. Plan six months worth of social media marketing, increase team sales by 10%, 10%, delegate more duties to my team. I want you to get really specific. Don't just say increase sales. Increase sales by what? Increase your average client spend by what? From 105 to 112. Be really specific. Even if you're stabbing in the dark, even if you don't have the data behind you, I want you to give it a go because until you put a marker, a line in the sand, then you've got no benchmark. Okay, for those of you that are live with me and are working with me at the moment, I want you to, one of those needs to be your smashing sales. Go into your KPI um, stats and go and choose one of those things that you're going to work on for the quarter. Okay, all right, let's step now. Last but not least is I want you to think about your priorities just for the first month. Okay, now this one I'm expecting you to get into granular detail. Um, so, for example, educate all clients to book online via the website. Increase Instagram followers to 500. Whatever that is, you're starting to get into the micro detail now. You're cutting down the big high-level plan that you're doing for the 12 months and you're starting to get into the nitty-gritty. This is where you're going to write a lot more detail about what you're actually going to do and step that out. And if you're super smart, you'll go and get it in your calendar. Like plan January now. Does that make sense? Give me a thumbs up if you're with me. All right, take your time to do this. And if you need to, take a couple of days, like get started, have the document open, leave it on your table and come back to it because you can jot more things. When, you're when your brain has got time to think about it and it knows it's in the mode, it'll think of other things, especially while you're in the shower going for a walk, all of those things. Maybe you're doing a client and you're blow drying, so you know, you're not talking, your brain will kick into gear and you'll think of something else. So leave this open. Last but not least, the most important thing that we can do for ourselves is to create some accountability. And I think this is really important. If you don't have a coach, if you don't have a support network around you, which provides you with the accountability, you need to create some for, you, for yourself. Now, in our Freedom and Profit program, coaching program, we do quarterly plans together. So Greta or I sit with uh, each salon owner and we go through that. 
um, process. We have a, a little bit more of an in-depth process than this. And we step it out and we plan it out. And guess what? We provide accountability. Not like Nazi, you know, you must do. But that process in itself creates some accountability. So accountability is such an important piece of the process because when you proclaim something publicly, guess what? You're more likely to do it. You're less likely to come up with excuses because it feels bad to come up with excuses to somebody else. So if you really want to commit to making change in 2020, um, propelling momentum and keeping your business forward, create some accountability for yourself. All right, so this is how I make myself accountable. accountable. First of all, I tell my team <laughs> the things that we do. We write it on paper and I share that with my team. And I encourage you to do that because um, I'm, not, I'm not afraid of failure per se if I can understand why. Um, I'm afraid of failure if I just didn't bother. And when I make myself accountable to my team, I'll never not bother. I will always do it and follow through because I never want to front up and say, yeah, I just didn't do that. I was too busy watching Netflix. <laughs> so, but if something didn't come or didn't happen and there was a reason and some circumstances came about, I'm really happy to share that and say, hey, look, guys, we, we didn't do this. That's okay. Do we want to keep it on next quarter's plan? Yes, no, and we decide from there. So make yourself accountable by sharing your plan with your team. It also draws them in and brings them to be part and in, into being part of it. And then put that everywhere. Like put it on your wall. At home, I have my um, I have a life plan actually that's longer than just one year, and that's up on my wall right above where I work. And then the quarterly plan, actually, I have it on. Um, on a bookmark on my computer. So I bring it up regularly. We bring it up regularly in the team meetings. And so I have a process for regularly checking in on that. So uh, the other place that you can do is put it on your phone and your calendar. Um, oh, little messages popping up there. Um, put it on your phone. Like one of the things that I do if I've got a new, um, a new uh, focus that I want to do is I'll put it on my uh, alarm in the morning. So I remember, so maybe a new sales goal or maybe you've got something that you're really focusing on. When your alarm goes off in the morning and wakes you up, that should be reminding you, this is your goal, this is your goal. Because if that doesn't get, if it doesn't motivate you and get you up in the morning to do that, then nothing will, right? Um, okay, the thing you don't want to do is stuff it in a drawer. Spend the time writing it out, stuff it in a drawer, never look at it. Keep it out in the open. Stick it on your wall, put it in your office and in, uh, in the salon, put it in the back room, anything to keep it accountable. The next thing I want you to think about is plan your quarterly planning now, like plan it, plan to plan. Get uh, an hour or two in your calendar every quarter. So um, if you're doing it now in November, we would normally do it in December, right? The month before but we're choosing not to do it in December because December is cray cray, so we're doing it in November. But for January, February, March, so you might just decide then um, in March, beginning of March, to plan April, May, June. In the beginning of June, you might plan July, August, September. Okay, so plan to plan now. Get it in your appointment book. We live in a world where we live by our appointment book, so get it in your appointment book and be done, right? And last, I kind of covered on this, um, the last one is to share it. Share it, declare it, and tell everybody. Tell your life partner, tell your team, uh, tell your clients if you must. Um, but if you make it public, you're less likely to back down from that. All right. Uh, let me know with a thumbs up if that was useful. Are you start? Let me know. Are you starting to write it now as we go? 
or um, are you going to print it out a little bit later and create some time for it? The most important thing now, if you've invested 30 minutes with me to listen to this, don't let it go to waste. Make sure you follow through and create the high-level plan. Now, I also give you permission to write down anything. If you're stuck and you don't know what it is that you want to do next year, start with anything. The true meaning of a brainstorm is to brain dump. Just let it roll out, even if the ideas are crazy, okay? And the idea of a brainstorm is to let the information out, let it flow, just get into a role of uh, into a flow of writing, even if it's crap, because all you need to do is print out another page and rewrite it once you've done the brain dump, okay, and give yourself some space, go away, have a shower, go for a walk, leave it for 24 hours and come back to it tomorrow. If you need to take the time to create the plan, then do it. Take a week if you need to, okay? The only person that you're ultimately accountable is to you, and so make sure that you are disciplined enough to follow through if you really want to make changes in 2020. All right, so I think that's us for today. I do want to encourage you, if you need some support in making a plan for next year, for really making a change, building momentum, making a change to your team, maybe you need some support around creating a profitable um, financial business framework, maybe you need uh, help with smashing sales or your marketing strategy. If you know you need help in 2020, don't wait till 2020, reach out to me now and um, come and be part of um, the Freedom and Profit uh, program. I'm here to support you grow, make, moment, make momentum in your business and make next year your best year, like it's 2020 already. <laughs> okay, um, I look forward to checking in with you next week, same time, same place. And we will be talking actually about creating a marketing plan next week to kick off in the new year between Christmas, New Year and into January, making sure that you've got your marketing set, organized and planned so you don't get there and think, shoot, I haven't posted anything. How are you going to attract clients, turn likes into bookings if you don't have a plan? And we've just learned today how important planning a plan is, right? So social media next week. Thank you for joining me. Um, it's always a pleasure. And that's a wrap for another week. Thanks for joining me today. And I'll be doing these pop-up podcasts and live broadcasts in the Salon Owners Collective Facebook group every week between now and Christmas. So keep your eyes and ears peeled. I don't want you to miss them. And if you're thinking you never want to have another year like this again, you want to work less, earn more, and stop holding all the balls. You want to transition from being a stylist or a therapist into being a manager and then the CEO of your business. Get off the floor and run your business. And guess what? Without taking a pay cut. Maybe you're really starting to grow and make, take some momentum in your business and you want to ensure that you grow and scale your team effectively without burnout and onto your growth plan or even have a growth plan. You want salon mastery. Then I invite you to reach out because this is exactly how I help salon owners ditch the overwhelm, grow and scale a team without working more hours. Less is more in actual fact. If you want to know about how to get salon mastery in your business, chat with me. I'm going to put the link to uh, come and chat with me in Messenger in the show notes of this podcast. Otherwise, as of course, you know where to find Messenger. I look forward to chatting to you then. Otherwise, till next time.